everyone, welcome to another episode of 100 Podcast, episode 49. I'm Itai Schechter, joined here by Reza V, and today we're talking about virtual assistants, VA, how you can use them, and what and why for. Let's, let's start with uh, when was the first time you got exposed to the whole idea of VA or virtual assistant? Uh, Hands-on recently, okay. uh, but um, you know, I heard about people who use VA to, to some extent, yeah. whether it's to usually to schedule meetings uh, of some sort uh, at scale. Um, and this is also why I uh, chose to use a VA recently. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty recent, uh, recently exposed to it, especially during the pandemic and how, exactly. you know, slowly you want customer service, you want different stuff and you're exploring ways to do it. But once you get to know the possibilities, you're like, why didn't I look into this earlier? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, this is what it is. So uh, Reza, what what? Let's start with, with, with the with the agenda of today's. We're gonna to talk about why VA, why okay, why okay. VA is important. We're gonna go over the hiring process and we're gonna go over training. Let's start with the why. Oh, we have a list of this right here. Yeah, we're right okay. there. <laughs> That's why I segment the episodes. Um, why VA is important, um, I think people when they hear about VA, they're like, oh, virtual assistant, what can I get from somebody like that? It doesn't necessarily have to be just an assistant. It can be a video editor. It can be anything that is low task. A video editor, that's a routine thing, like like stuff like our podcast or, or a, a, a mundane task. Anything that's repetitive and doesn't necessarily engage you. Exactly. Uh, but need to be done and need to be done at a certain scale or is it like a long hour task? Exactly. And, and, it's, and your time is way more valuable to put into these mundane tasks. And a lot of people I've talked to, the first thing that comes up, especially the recent um, recent event we had around the VAs, and the, the number one thing people were saying is, I feel bad paying you know very low wages to somebody across the globe. Well, the thing is, it gets to a point that, are you do you wanna survive in your business because your competitor is doing it and they're doing it at scale. Like they're a team of five here in North America, but they have like 50 VAs assisting them. It's crazy when you put it into a system and you're really utilizing it. The first one is the challenging one, but once you get on a roll and we're going to go over the whole hiring and training process, I think VAs can do a lot. Now, yeah, and also sort it, of, it, uh, it, go on. It's not necessarily a low wage for them. Don't forget that uh, in their countries, yeah. whatever you're paying might not be that uh, low. Maybe it's low compared to Western standards. Uh, but um, you know, I read uh, Shoe Dog and, and there is a relevant example there uh, when they started uh, operating in, in Japan and China and the wages were so low, mm -hmm. they started paying like, uh, you know, US uh, salaries. This was like back in the 60s. I think you told me about Nike in China. It yeah, I believe it was. I'm not 100% sure because I read the book like a few years ago, but the thing is they started paying uh, like US salaries yeah. to uh, you know the the regular worker but it collapsed the economy wow. because then like someone who sews Nike shoes <laughs> make more than a surgeon uh, and you yeah. know the entire economy can yeah. be affected by it uh, and it doesn't make any sense so you have to understand that it's okay you're yes. not going to change the world you're not here to do that yes. uh, you're here to uh, you know build your business and if there is a tool that's available to you ignoring it 
is not necessarily yeah. the brightest thing. And and for some of us who grew up in 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 other parts of the world, it's easier to grasp that. For somebody who grew up in in North America, it might be a little bit more difficult to understand that you know you paying them X Y Z wages, even if it's a lot less than here it's three times what they would have made over there. So they're, they're ecstatic to do it. And the work ethic comes true as well. I've seen the work ethic some of these people put. Um, it's, it's crazy. I they have know only what to lose, right? Because exactly. the, they want to keep you happy so you can continue working with them. They know that in this industry, changing people is something yes. that's very common. So yes. you really, first you need to locate the, first, yes. the right employee and make yes. sure that you're only hiring the right one. We are going to talk about the hiring process in mm -hmm. a bit. Uh, and second, you, you have to make sure that they are doing their job correctly. And if not, you can change them and it's apparent to you and them. Uh, so the, the good ones will be on edge on, and, you know, be uh, conscious of the situation and will try to make the best uh, job as they can. What do you think, Itai, are the type of jobs? Because expectation, setting those expectations is very important. What are the type of jobs that you should go hire a VA? And what are the stuff that going the VA route is not the right, right thing? I think whenever there is... Uh, you need uh, some judgment and, mm. and things of that scale, then don't go VA. But if it's a yeah. task, and, and by the way, any task could require judgment, but you can structure it in a way yes. that if there is a call to be made, yes. you get pinged at that yes. instant and you give the decision yes. and then move on. Uh, but the idea is to create a flow that get, get you leads, yes. get you incoming meetings, get you something uh, at scale. Uh, and as you said, it's a mundane task. It yeah. would be customer support, yes. which could help. It could be outreach. It could be uh, a lot of different things, yeah. but- uh, It's funny, yeah. I wrote it down here. It may sound weird, but if, if you need a brain, that needs to be, you know, giving you ideas and give you make some decisions. Um, then, then it's difficult to do a VA route. But if you need them just to do some tasks, and and those tasks are predefined and scalable, VAs are a great way to to scale your business. For example, if you want to hire a website designer. A, you know exactly what the website should look like. You just need somebody to just put together the, the landing pages. Well, VA may be able, some VAs may be able to do it. But if you want somebody to give you some suggestions and ideas and design, then VA won't work. No, don't expect to get uh, suggestions or, you know, two cents, uh, a second opinion uh, from the VA. You need really to be on top of what's going on, especially in the training process, which is very important. Um, but let's move on to hiring. Let's do it. We have a prop at the show. That <laughs> like it. So hiring, there are so many different websites. Um, the, the one that keeps coming up is the onlinejobs.ph. It's a Philippine website. Uh, Philippine has a good reputation on this when it comes to VAs. Their English is good. They're hardworking. Um, so they, they built that reputation. There's, there's Upwork, Fiverr, Freya, but I feel like those are more expensive. You, you uh, run into freelance territory. It's not VA anymore. But um, onlinejobs.ph is one of them. Uh, someone like me who has a tie in, in a country like Iran, well, I get to I get to talk to people there. You might have a you know background in you know Indian friends or or, or Pakistan or anywhere in in, a, in those type of countries. That might be another. Yeah, if place. you have connections, uh, definitely something you can use. Uh, but a few tips for the hiring uh, process. First of all, when you post your uh, ad 
uh, obviously you're going to get a lot of junk and it's important to filter through the junk and some people are applying blind to whatever it is right there no matter what you will post you'll yeah. get at least 100 applicants yeah. so you have to make sure your job post is super clear uh, and there is a trick you taught me yeah uh which is to uh, uh actually put a task in the yeah. in the job description yeah. to make sure that they read it yeah and uh, it's super important because then you know who who read everything and mm. did your task and it could be something stupid uh, uh as you mentioned yeah. me like top two plus yeah. two equals what yeah. and and start with that answer and see if they even read it to something a bit more in depth uh, to uh uh, in my case, I told them uh, download Venuewar, text me on Venuewar. So whoever texted me on yeah. on Venuewar, I could see that they nice. they did it and they're actually read nice. through, downloaded. You know, I saw that there is a human on the other side, not just nice. a robot that you know emailing and applying. Because because it's important to know that most VA tasks, most most often when you go to hire a VA chances are your task needs a lot of instructions and properly step-by-step -step following those instructions. So you need to know if that person has that ability and pays attention. So in your job post, you're putting some task within, I put it within the body of the post. So it's like a paragraph and then one sentence is completely irrelevant. And it says, you need to do X, Y, Z. So we know you read this. Um, and then you expect them to do it. Um, and if I, they don't, don't even read their CV because they failed the first task. Yes. You don't really want them no matter yes. what. So I, I was following somebody who get, who was giving tips on YouTube and they said they asked them to change the subject of that, that initial application to exactly whatever he wanted. So he said that way I can easily skim through. Secondly, the guy said, um, give them a 10 minute to 15 minute task. So for example, take a screenshot of your internet speed. That's something you, you, us, we don't think about, but we need to know what sort of internet they're, they're dealing with. Take a screenshot of your disk space and your computer RAM and everything because we want to know what sort of what sort of computer you're dealing with, uh, you know. Show us your search history. <laughs> <laughs> but but if, if you're hiring somebody to do like posts or to do some sort of video editing, you want to know whether they have that sort of computer. And these little tasks put together something that um, that you, you understand they follow the task. And the other one was you can put a question like, uh, who are uh, our top three competitors or what sort of hashtags we, we might use? This is a small task, but it gives you whether they understand, you know, what's happening within you or, or yeah. they put Even some though they are going to do mundane tasks, they still need to understand overall yeah. what it is that you are doing. Yes. They need to be, uh, um, you know, aligned to, to a certain yes. extent uh, with that. Yes. And uh, yeah, it, it's really helpful to use this task because if, if you don't use it, then yes. you're missing out on a great filter. Yes. And it will be way harder to filter through all these hundreds yes. of hundreds of CVs. So that's highly recommended, yeah. really. Now, uh, another tip I got from a friend of mine was uh, hire three and, and keep one. So it really depends on what you're hiring for and what stage you're at. But if you are a growing company, if you really need these help, you, you may not afford going through one at a time and training one at a time to find that good VA that sticks and stands uh, with you. So one trick is to hire three because you're talking about two to five dollar an hour, sometimes five to eight dollar an hour around that range. So it may make sense to for one month 
bite the bullet, hire three, and then you figure out which one is staying and which two are not. Let's go to training. All right, training. I like the prof. <laughs> training is very important because they are not going to, you know, you when when you have your business and task, you assume a lot of things sometimes and you get used to some things uh, sometimes. But think about a new VA that's abroad uh, and knows nothing really about your company, rather just, you know, your application process and interview process that you have done with them uh, and maybe a few tasks that you gave yeah. them, but they don't know anything. So every uh, thing that you would ask them to do for the first time, it's important for the first month to do it together. Uh, it, it really is a, a learning process and a learning curve and you would need to be uh, really engaged with them yes. in the beginning in order for them to even understand what the regular flow of work should be. You can trust them on day one, yeah. obviously, um, but not even a week or two after they are still learning. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's important to do it intensively in the beginning and, and note that that is something that you will have to allocate a lot of time to uh, initially. And, and, and it pays off and, and here are a few things that came to my mind. And as I was discussing it recently with a few people, number one, create a process. That process thing is super important. Use something like Miro. I use it all the time for, for flow charts and processes, create documents that anybody can follow, you know, step-by-step. Step, these are the tasks you do create screen recording videos that you can go over with them. Um, I highly recommend setting aside once a week weekly meetings. You have to build relationships with these people. Even more in the beginning. Even more at the beginning. Yeah. Um, once a week, I would say in general, it's good to have um, like even a short meeting just yeah. to sync, you know. Uh, but uh, in the beginning, even more. In the yeah. training stage, even more. Yeah. And, and in the training stage, it's also... Uh, make sense that as they start doing their task yes. that they will come to you with a lot yes. of questions and if they don't then you should be suspicious because you should structure it in a way that they don't yeah. make decisions so you would expect them and set the expectation yeah. that they will come with a lot of questions and you know how when you go to first day of university or first day of class that first day is really important they give you the agenda what the next semester is like all that stuff one tip I got was create a day one sheet. So for the VA, day one of when they want to start working, you give them this sheet. You say, go go and read it. This is how you communicate. This is where you find me. These are the expectations. These are the stuff we do. These are how how you you create your login. This is how you get the last uh, what, is it the last pass? All that stuff. So so you create a document where. Essentially, you're onboarding a, a new member, right? And the first time, mo most people don't do it because it's very um, difficult. Are you trying to create a thumbnail? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the first time yeah. is, is, is one of those things that you don't do it. But now that I'm thinking about if I want to scale this, go from one VA to 10 or five, or I need to have an onboarding system. Yeah, it depends on the, the type of uh, work you intend them to do, but absolutely it would help. Um, again, not necessarily in the first one, but maybe after you yeah. get your first VA, it will be easier yeah. for you to structure something like that for the next and the next because you've yeah. been through the process, you've learned. Uh, because if that's the first VA you are uh, um, you know, recruiting, it's a learning process for yes. you as well, right? Yes. Uh, you don't really know what to expect. I got, I got two really good tips uh, the other day. Uh, because we hosted a room on, on Clubhouse, lots of people came on and were talking about this and their experiences. 
One was um, when you hired a VA, as a task, get them to write down their own step-by-step tasks that they do. And essentially, you're getting them to do a document on their own work. So you can go and edit and, and later on if you have to hire another person. Secondly, a company that has lots of these documentation values more at the time of acquisition. So if, if you have a startup or something that later on you're thinking selling the company, a company that has all of these documents, 200, 300 documents for VAs and onboarding and their task and everything is valued more. Uh, it's not really it's not true Reza you don't think so no who told you that I I agree with that if a company wants to buy your company and you have all these all these I mean it's super specific it's nothing you can make an example of that would repeat itself so I mean I mean yeah it's good to have it if it makes sense so if it makes sense for your company do it but I don't think it's like a thing right okay I, I agree that the company to company may differ, but having it's just it opens up the, the scalability and you don't need somebody to always train people. If you have more than one VA, if you if you plan to have 20, 30, 40 VA, you will have to have that document. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, good if you have it good. Yeah. Uh, if you have one, two, three VA, I don't know if you need it. You may not. need. Um, it. Yeah. But yeah, just something to, to keep in mind. Uh, and how do how do you build relationships with them? Like the the VAs you you hired recently, do you go on Zoom calls? Do you yeah. how how do you do it? Zoom calls, uh, video calls in Zoom, of course. Uh, trying to make it as personal as as possible. Uh, in the end, they are like your employees. Yeah. Treat them like yeah. real employees. Yeah. Uh, we say VA. We say you know you can change them yeah. and whatnot, but. Don't go with the expectation and with the will to change them. Go yeah. with the expectation and at least the intention of keeping them and uh, treat them like an employee and share with them stuff. But uh, uh, make sure that everything is clear to them in terms of like boundary, yeah. where they can, what they can do, what they yeah. can't do. Uh, they will make mistakes. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, after they make the mistake, it's part, it's yeah. part of your expectation is to make everything very clear for them. Uh, if they make the same mistake twice or three times, yeah. then it's it's becoming more of an issue. But usually, uh, if you do uh, articulate mm. well what was the mistake, how to avoid it, uh, then usually it, it will not repeat itself uh, if you have a good VA. Um, a couple of things I, I want to uh, address. Well, one, I feel like there are common mistakes that everybody makes. So VAs have a tendency to push things under the rug. They're not going to proactively come and say there's a problem. There's a, there's a, because the, the distance and the whole nature of the work, they may not ask enough questions. They may feel like they should figure it out themselves. Making it mandatory for them to email you once a day with a email with a summary of what happened that day. Oh yeah. What was the biggest challenge they overcome? Some questions that they have to fill every day. That gives them permission to ask questions and tell you what are the stuff they're they're dealing with. Absolutely. And there should be a daily um, interaction to some degree. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you know, uh, you you will create too much distance, and then yeah. you you lose too much control about what. Goes goes on there uh, in the end don't forget that they represent your brand if they are sending email in in your name mm. um and you have to make sure that they don't 
you know, do stuff that you don't want associated with yeah. your brand. I want to give an example of what I went through with my with my um, the person who is taking care of the customer um, support for us at the beginning. My WhatsApp was open 24 seven. I was replying to her. Uh, any questions she had, I was on the same email that she was. I was reading the emails. I was trying to see what are the things she's doing wrong. So I dedicated a lot of hours. I wasn't judgmental. I wasn't, you know, angry on, on her when she was making mistakes. So first month to month and a half, I was super nice, super available. Slowly, I tuned it down and then slowly I told her, by now I expect you to understood that this is how you reply to an email and you don't need to ask me for this and slowly took the training wheels away. But unless you put the month and a half or two months of worth of training, you can't can really get there on day one or yeah. two. Yeah, you have to accompany them in the beginning. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, we're going to wrap it up quickly. I'm going to share some tools. Uh, there is, I wrote them down, some of the tools that you can use. Well, one is Hopstaff. That is a screen recording on their laptop. It, it allows you not, not just controlling because, you know, there are, you know, very uh, rarely, but there are some VAs that may want to work for other companies at the same. You want to you make sure they're allocating the time. But more important than that, you get to see how they're doing it. And if there is a challenge, you can go and help them and say, hey, let me show you. That's not how you do it. Hopstaff is, is a program they download on their computer and it randomly takes screenshots and tell you how, how active they are. LastPass, instead of giving them a password, use LastPass. Anytime you give them access to any account you want and you take it away from there. Uh, Slack is obviously a good channel to... Yeah, by the way, if yes. you do work with passwords and you give uh, uh, access, make sure you have uh, two-factor authentication or something. Uh, because in the end, you know, you yeah. don't want to give the keys to, to something yes. big and... Uh, uh, well, what LastPass does is they, they add it as a user, auto-fills auto the passwords without them knowing the password, and whenever you want, you, you can take them out of it. Yeah, and it's a good solution, it. but uh, yeah. If you but in general, that, you yeah. want the authentication. Yeah. Uh, scoreboard is an interesting part. So scoreboard, keeping a scoreboard on, a, on an Excel sheet or something, so you tell them, hey, always keep track of how many posts, how many emails, how many whatever you've done. You may not check it every day, but when things are not resulting to what you want, like let's say your YouTube videos are not, you know, getting the comments engagement or your email responses, you can go backtrack on those sheets and, and check if if something's happening there. So keeping a record is good. And lastly, one, one thing that somebody brought up was the zero tolerance policy, having a five strike policy, which means you create a strike system where, where instead of you emotionally making the decision, you tell the VA, if I email you and you don't get back to me within 24 hours, that's one strike. If, if uh, you don't respond to a customer uh, help within 24 hours, that's one strike. Like you, you create these these rules when five strikes happen you sit down and review with them and and maybe it's not the right fit yeah absolutely let's wrap it up yeah so uh thanks everyone and we'll be here next week for another episode <laughs>